Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D. Hey. Howdy. On today's show, Joe will give us a review of a movie that is out. Uh, I will also geek out about a trailer to a show that will be coming to Amazon Prime, The Wheel of Time. And uh, I'll talk with Gareth about some video game news. And, of course, the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Gonna have our blogs, podcasts, and more. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Yes, definitely a lot of different ways to get a hold of us. You can also give us a five star review on the Odyssey app. I think if not, uh, Apple Podcasts has that as well. And there are so many different ways to uh, contact us too. You can do so via Facebook, social media. Send us an email: bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Lots of ways to do many things, and if not, you can just listen to us talk about things and kind of generally nerd out and have some fun with stuff. Uh, Joe? Hi. You uh, ended up watching a movie, and I would love to know, first off, did you see it in the theaters, or did you watch it in the comfort of your own home? Oh, I streamed it on HBO Max. Oh, so it was on the old HBO Max. Yes. What movie is this? Reminisce with Huge Yakman. Okay, so we've got got Wolverine, who's not Wolverine in this movie, because he's not always Wolverine. Yes. Uh, and of course, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who plays May, the uh, his love interest in the movie. Uh, pretty much, this is a. I kind of want to. I don't want to say Minority Report because they have different end goals, but it really feels like they tried to shoot a love story like Minority Report, except he's not a robot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like a detective, a time detective. Uh oh. Wait, 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 Joe. I know you think, oh, Joe's gonna hate it, right? Yeah, because it's about. Well, he said time detective. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's time travel yet. No, so you go into people's memories, right? Okay. To try to relive your past. And on one side, they use it to, you know, solve problems, crimes, mm-hmm. all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And on the other side, it's used to kind of relive your best moments of your life. Oh, okay. Yeah. There've been there have been definitely that's a big sci-fi trope of being able to enter your mind and go back and like you just said, relive the the good parts. Or even with maybe like a show like Maniac, which I just recently watched, uh, relive the traumatic parts, which yes. generally isn't the best thing, but sometimes people use it to, you know, process their feelings and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not great. Things don't go well usually. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And now uh, this takes place in a post-apocalyptic world where the world is flooded. Oh, yes. Oh, Every- so water world. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's- us in a few years? Yeah, yeah well, quite possibly. Well, if you're in New Jersey or New York, us right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. I really wanted to like this movie. The <laughs> acting is great. Mm, okay. The, the plot moves quickly and it makes sense. But wow. it, it's weird because what they do essentially is go through uh, Rebecca's character, May, her her kind of story and her memories to try to solve this. Who is she? She gets involved with uh, Nick, Hugh's character. She leaves abruptly. You don't know why. And then he's trying to go through other people's memories to find clips of her to figure out where who she is. That's actually super interesting. It's really cool. Like, that is kind of cool. It's like going through CCTV of, like, the uh, like uh, the, the parking lot across the street when there was, like, a robbery at a gas station or something. Yeah. The problem is this should have been a 10-episode series. 
Really? Because you don't get any character depth to the people mm. that he's involved in. Oh, yeah. You don't get any world building because the world that they're mostly traveling in are the memories. So you're going through these people's lives, but you don't know who they are or where they're from, really, because, you know, there's just not enough time to tell every story. So essentially, you get to this end really cool idea about what, you know, a, a true love story is and if they can ever really have happy endings. And I was like, God, I like it. But at the same time, there's so much bad stuff. Like, I don't <laughs> want to focus on that part where, like, her backstory, um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it and you mm-hmm. don't want to see it or you don't want to get spoiled. I'm going to say a couple things. Yeah. She essentially is addicted to drugs, you find out. Mm. And she is doing all this for a drug dealer. Getting involved even with Hugh's character was because she was trying to get wow, yeah, okay. out, out of this whole thing. And it just does not a good payoff because you never really get to see her world or his world or the drug dealer's world or the, you know you know little bits and pieces here but like god i wanted like 10 episodes a really long drawn out series with him finding it all oh it would have been so good like it just like when you're talking about that that does get me excited because you could actually spend a full episode in a certain person's memories exactly and then going through now when they're in the memories do they interact with those memories or are they just like kind of watching it like off to the side no it's essentially gets portrayed in a 3D television if that makes oh, sense oh okay okay and you just imagine it's a television but you can see the entire thing happening mm. in front of you kind of like a printer how about that okay yeah, yeah yeah and so they're getting recreated as a person's in a think tank kind of a thing or a swim tank oh yeah. all right yeah so it's really cool and like that's what i was thinking like if they had every episode where like he's a detective right he's working for the police he's trying to solve a problem gets involved with this woman she disappears he's while investigating this mystery through people's memories keeps seeing her mm-hmm. he's like how is she connected it would have been an awesome payoff well and then at that point too because i mean with memories we've we've heard that i mean obviously a memory is going to be distorted who is seeing it so you're going to be able to see well this is what happens in this person's visions and in their memories but what actually happened may have been something different and you've got to kind of discern that by going into another person's memories that are in there like you could connect this and it could be such a cool way to go about it and yet it's relegated down to just a movie. Yeah, and they try to do the minority port and even the uh, uh, Blade Runner thing where he's like kind of monologuing to himself a little yeah. bit in between mm-hmm. shots to show you that he's like really, you know, changing or confused and stuff. And it just doesn't really work because it's so jarring when you switch from scene to scene because, again, you're involving memories, which are in the past. Mm-hmm. You don't really get that, well, it's been three months since the last Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be told that, too, or at least some sort of reference, like even yeah. just a shot of seeing maybe, you know, like a, a newspaper or since it's in the future, just something that says the date. Yeah, and what does that so much well in the series is if you just skip an episode, right? You go episode mm-hmm. one ends and then episode two starts and it's just like a three months later thing. You get that transition a little bit because you yourself have waited. Yeah, right? exactly. But it doesn't, in the movie, it just doesn't pay off. But man, I got to tell you, though, like... There are some shots where I'm like, wow, I could see how you pitch this to a, 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 a movie company. And they're like, wow, this sounds amazing. And then watching it on a boat, I'm like, oh, Hugh. This isn't quite isn't yeah. quite what we're hoping for. You tried. But I definitely, I mean, if you like a quick little thriller, I mean, there's no real twists or turns. I mean, you'll understand what's going on in the first hour. But, I mean, it's a, it's entertaining. Uh, I know that looking up on the old Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 38% for the reviews with over 150, like 165. And the audience score isn't 
much better with over 500 ratings at 40%. Mm. And I think that's fair. And they're basically saying, uh, reminiscence, uh, the critics said basically it's lacking uh, narrative ambition. Uh, it's uncertain blend of sci-fi action and noir thriller mostly provokes memories of better films. Yeah. Which yeah. you just were talking about right there. It's like, oh, there's so many other things. And like, you know what? These movies did this better. Yeah. It, the <laughs> world building is really cool. I think that's one of the things they had. They had a really cool world and a great idea for a plot. And it just doesn't translate, unfortunately. Well, maybe they'll bring it back as a, uh, a Netflix 10 episode series. I I would love to see it as a 10 episode <laughs> series with a better uh, you know plot, a better idea of why cuz the love plot's great. Like the, even the small snippets of dialogue that you have between Hugh and his love interest in the movie are, are amazing, mm-hmm. but that's the only good part. The rest of the actual story is like kind of just like eh, I could go without that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh not the best recommendation, but again, thank you for watching something and then maybe <laughs> other people can decide for themselves at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh for something that I'm super excited about talking about stream services, Amazon yesterday dropped the Wheel of Time television show trailer, and uh, I, we've slightly mentioned this uh, in passing a couple of times, but I literally, I told you guys, like, I don't care if you know this at all, I need you guys to watch this, because, <laughs> oh my god, I am so excited for this. If you don't know what the Wheel of Time is, it's a gigantic Goliath 14-book series written by Robert Jordan, um, which is a pseudonym for someone else, and eventually he even passed. And he passed, I think, after the 11th book. And he had so many notes that they brought in another author to finish it up. And he was supposed to just do one book and ended up having to write three more books. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Gigantic series. It really kind of focuses a little bit more of the political play. And this came out about the same time as a Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones. And so a lot of people either went with the the Ice and Fire camp or they went with the Wheel of Time camp. Uh, I had a security job at the time, so I had a lot of time to read books. So I ended up going with the uh, the Wheel of Time camp and still myself didn't finish the series. Um, but now it's coming to TV, so I don't need to worry about that. Uh, the trailer dropped. I'm super excited for this because... Uh, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but oh my god, it is a beautiful. Amazon Prime's doing this, and it looks like they are shelling out the big bucks for this one. I'm very happy because my roommate is also a huge Wheel of Fan Time and <laughs> Wheel of Fan Time, time. <laughs> time fan. and so he's been very excited to hear that this was getting produced. But uh, my my thing about the trailer that I like the most is they don't really tell you a lot about what's going to happen. Like, they're yes. very vague about it and more about, hey, we put a lot of money into this. And this mm-hmm. is the world that it is in. Like, it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. so I'm happy because I don't want to know anything. I want to experience the journey without getting anything spoiled. And uh, I'm super excited about this because uh, the, the, the story and the amount of characters, there are so many. And when the the books really revolved around a man named Randall Thor, and it looks like instead of really kind of revolving around him in the first part, it'll start with the uh, the mentor type person that kind of takes him and every every other kid basically because they're like teenagers, late teenagers uh, when they're going on with this, um, and kind of takes them out of their own town and get, lets them see the big world. And that would be Moraine, who is essentially like a, a female wizard. Um, one of the powerful, most powerful creature beings in uh, uh, in this land, um, because they're the ones who can wield magic, um, which you see in the shots. And it's just the the way that they're doing magic is absolutely beautiful. I am super stoked for this. This is going to be one of those that I feel that I'm probably going to have to do. 
uh, a podcast, just each show <laughs> and just each episode as soon as it comes out. I've already been working with some friends who have uh, one of my friends. She re she basically rereads the series every year, which is not a small task. That's a book a month at least. Yeah, and even more so. And these are like seriously like anywhere between three to seven hundred page books. They are thick. And so the fact that she's doing that, I'm, I, I can't wait to just start nitpicking her brain and uh, just getting everyone's thoughts on this because you can't fit all of that in. So I want to see how they're going to be going about this. It feels like it'll be something really reminiscent in terms of Game of Thrones where they'll have to kind of bounce around to different locations and kind of meld everything together. But I feel that there's going to be some points where you just certain characters aren't just ever going to interact with each other until at one point where even like in uh, uh, Avengers when uh, uh, Scarlet Witch Wanda is just like, you've taken everything from me. And Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> it's going to be some of that going on with it. Yeah, I'm excited. You'll have to let us know what's different in the show. Uh, from the books because that was a big thing for Game of Thrones is that, you know, we'd have the uh, show and then I'd have my friend tell me exactly what was different yeah. <laughs> so, so I could know what I'm missing. <laughs> and so this is going to be coming out in November, towards the end of November of this year. And we'll, we'll be able to check out all of that as it's going on. Again, like I said, on Amazon Prime, very excited to see how this is going to be coming across. And I mean, gosh, like Amazon Prime is also putting out a Lord of the Rings prequel. Mm-hmm. And God, I swear they're doing something else with the, high are fantasy they, are they doing game of thrones or uh, yeah, is that oh, hbo oh i i don't know like i know that yeah there's another game of thrones prequel going out there but i mean after what happened in season uh, seven Three. and eight uh i don't know how many people are clamoring for that like we'll have to see where that goes and i just hope if they're going to be doing something big and like this they're going to uh not ruin it like they did with that and that will be on hbo okay yeah that well, makes the, that makes a lot of sense since it was already on hbo the the cast seems pretty cool so far i mean you got matt smith which we know from doctor who and i believe the crown uh and then patty con considine considine uh they were i believe in hot fuzz yep they were in hot fuzz they're one of the uh the policemen Oh, uh, oh yeah. Like from that gift where he like goes back and like. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of. The two Andes. Yep. I love those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's in it as well as who is this guy? I recognize this guy. I recognize this guy. Graham McTavish. Was he? I think he was in. Was he in? It's bugging me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. La, 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 la. Uh, that was actually proper English, if in case you didn't know. No, he Preacher? Knew. Was he in Preacher? He was uh, the Saint of Killers on Preacher. Yeah. Yes. Okay, thank you. Good okay, call. That's all I wanted. <laughs> all I wanted. I knew I knew him. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank overall, you for going on that journey with me. Exactly. I'm very happy to see what's going to be going on with Wheel of Time. Cannot wait. Um, but now I do need to get with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. We got some video game news. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And Gareth, a lot of video game news going down, so let's get right to it and start off with Dead Space. What's going on with that? People may or may not be aware, Dead Space is getting a reboot. There were the three games and some mobile ones, various things, and EA shut down the studio, Visceral, who had made the franchise and many of their developers moved off to other studios. Uh, Part of this was that Dead Space 3 had disappointed, kind of uh, stalled the franchise. And so what we were told is that essentially we're getting a reboot. It is not 
a remaster. It's kind of a key to know that, that while it's essentially going to recap the storyline of the first game to be done with modern graphics, modern approaches, uh, telling it. So you're going to have some things may look a little similar. Some things may be different. And recently they showed us some gameplay. There were some where they didn't have backgrounds in place. It was just Isaac and a, uh, car- you know, a bad guy that they on, but then there were a couple of areas where they showed some of the corridors. There were a couple Isaac floating zero that made this series so popular, like zero G getting to um, the doorway, opening it up. And of course, as anyone who played the games know, you'll die and you will die often quite in spectacular <laughs> and gory fashion. And I considered finishing the first two games an absolute a watershed moment in gaming because there were some times where I, I mean, second one, lots of and do they expect anybody to be able to to complete this? And then you know maybe on your twelfth or fifteenth try, you you get through barely. Like oh, thank God! I actually really curious to see what they come up with. Yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting in terms of just like where they're going to go with it, and even if they go with a reboot. At that point, are they going to make it easier or if it's just going to be just as hard and uh, just exactly what you're expecting? (laughs) I would expect it to be just as hard. The big question is, will they make it with a difficulty level where you can ramp it up or you can ramp it down? Yeah, fair enough on that. Uh, Moving over to World of Warcraft, we've got the Burning Crusade entering into classic mode, and there's some more news on that, right? Correct. Well, there's a new... Uh, mode with some new raids coming out and some new content that's due to hit very soon. Mm. And so people are really excited about that for, you know, those who are still playing the game and those who are looking to jump back in. This is seen as a really good time to do it. That seems pretty awesome just in terms of like, uh, if you're into the classic mode, you are absolutely into it. And a lot of people still think that the Burning Crusade was probably the pinnacle. Maybe that or the Wrath of the Lich King were the biggest two expansions out of WoW. And I know that a lot of people aren't really having a whole lot of fun with the old with the new school stuff. Uh, so hitting back on the old school train might be the way to go. Absolutely. And it'll be very nice to see where they go going forward. Are they going to split their time between the two? <laughs> are they going to you know double down on trying to improve the new school stuff? Or are they just going to say, look, let's just go back to where we started and go from there? Exactly. And then finally, World War Z. What are the updates with that? Okay, so World War Z is the new uh, and this is going to bring out new hammer. It's still going to be a third person co-op. Um, you're going to have the unending waves of zombies that made the uh, original game uh, so popular. But as uh, it's been pointed out, there's going to be new locales, new weapons, new characters, new ways to fight. And so everyone's looking forward to this to see uh, what's happening. And because the things I'm looking at is the evil um, game, which is also a third-person perspective. That's been pushed back to next year. So this will be kind of a teaser to see how much the gameplay mechanics and stuff have improved from the original release and to see, um, you know, perhaps some things, we've heard things like 60 frames a second, 4K resolution, that sort of thing. Give us a tease for what might come, not only for the World War Z franchise, but for the Evil Dead game that's coming. Oh, yeah, that is coming. That's kind of exciting. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. <laughs> Everyone's going to want to play as Ash. Oh, God, That's yeah. going to be the big problem. No one's going to be the I'm just waiting for all of the boomstick comments when the hot mic is going off. So uh, that'll be. Um... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own. <laughs> Submit your own. <laughs> Gareth, again, thank you so much. Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed Review. That is SKNR.net. You can get all sorts of video game, movie news, TV news, comic books, toys. Good God, everything over there. All the entertainment news you need. Thank you so much, Gareth. Thanks. And take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. And now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? It is Friday. 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 Gotta, gotta get, get down to the on. movies. Oh, yeah. Those are things going on. And I. Remix. Gotta get down Is there even the like movies. anything interesting going on this week? Bang. Dude. <laughs> I know. I'm just Dude or you. Dune? <laughs> Dude, Not Dune. Oh. Dune's going to be a ways off still, buddy. And uh, hopefully it won't get uh, pushed back even further. I don't even know at this point. We have the movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, opening oh, up today. Yeah. In theaters only. Yes. So they've made sure you cannot Disney Plus $30 premium fee. And what I'm hearing is that it's worth going to the theaters because of how amazing this is. I Yeah, everyone I've seen that has already seen it before, and by seen, I mean... On, on the internet are saying <laughs> yeah. how amazing this movie is. Everyone has just been losing their minds. And I really love just as like a little, little bra- like a whitish brown girl <laughs> <laughs> growing up, you know, Mexican American, there isn't a, there wasn't a whole lot of people to look up to. So when there is a new character who is not only badass but like all the characters in this seem to be people with Asian uh, Asian backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm just picturing all the little kids are going to be looking up to them. There's yeah. going to be action figures in the stores that look like them. Like, oh, that and, is a great feeling. And also, uh, Aquafina is she's, hilarious. In, just in general. Yeah, it, just in general. So I'm very excited to see what she's going to be doing in this movie. Also, uh, if you listen back, I think it was last week where Gareth did talk about uh, a little bit about it because he got a, a chance to see an advanced screening. And he says it was wonderful. He gives his thumbs up on that as well. And, and I mean, a lot of people so far, well, you don't have an audience score as of yet, but the tomato meter is certified fresh at 91%. Wow, that's pretty good, especially for a Marvel movie. With, Maybe, with an unknown character. Yeah, and that was one of those things. I mean, even when like the first one came out way back in what, like forever ago, uh, nobody really knew much about Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I think this will be kind of along the same lines as Shang-Chi, the fact that we'll get a little bit more um, story, a little bit more background, and like you said, it's not going to be whitewashing of the lore as uh, previously happened. I, what I think I really am curious about this movie is seeing where they take the MCU from here. Because we keep hearing like WandaVision, Loki, you know, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. We know they're all tangled in within each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know how he fits in with everybody else. Yeah. I Aside mean, from, you know, Wong and uh, just from the trailers, Wong with uh, Abomination. Yeah. What's gonna What's gonna happen? I'm super interested to see what's gonna be going on with Abomination because we haven't seen him since way back in the was Ed it the, Norton? Yeah, it was the Ed Norton, Norton Hulk. Hulk. Uh, I think was that the Incredible Hulk. I think that was the first one, the Incredible Hulk. I don't know. I don't remember. It is one of those Hulk ones that most people kind of tend to forget about before we had Mr. Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Oh yeah, it is the Incredible Hulk that came out in. 
2008. Eight? Wow. Damn. That was a long time ago. And uh, But it'll be interesting to see what uh, where Abomination, how much they're even going to be showing of that. Because Abomination is fighting Wong in like some sort of battle arena, mm-hmm. which I have to imagine is uh, maybe run by Shang-Chi's father, who is a part of a not-so-great uh, group. And we'll have to see where that goes. But I'm interested to see, like, what's he been doing for the last X amount of years? Because, I mean, at this point in time, if it's after the blip, uh, it would be like 2023. Mm-hmm. So he would be basically be 15 years out from what he did. Did he get snapped away and come back? Mm-hmm. What happened? Like, I'm really kind of excited. And it's not the it's not even about that character, but I'm just interested to see what they're doing with all of them. And on top of the fact, I think they're going to be explaining, Bill, uh, was it, Ben Kingsley's oh, Mandarin. Oh, yeah, his Mandarin. From, was it Iron Man 3 or 2? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, it was Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they ended up having a little short, which is on Disney Plus as well right now, called Hail to the King. Okay. Which uh, explains him a little bit more. Because it turns out, yeah, his Mandarin was an actor and then still ends up going to prison. And then in prison, uh, maybe comes across who might actually be the Mandarin. <laughs> Very exciting to see all of that. And if tickets get sold out and you can't go see this, there's other movies you can go check out. <laughs> like what? Uh, there is this horror movie called We Need to Do Something. And I kind of like that title. We Need to Do Something. But you can go, we need to do something. Oh, yeah. Like you can. You, there's so much that could be done with this. Uh, as of right now, with 23 reviews, it is 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, which for a horror movie... Not not bad. I've seen a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, no audience score as of yet. But it's uh, after Melissa and her family seek shelter from a storm, they become trapped. With no sign of rescue, hours turn into days, and Melissa comes to realize that she and her girlfriend, Amy, might have something to do with the horrors that threaten to tear her family and the entire world apart. No. Dun, dun, dun. It looks creepy. Family drama that might destroy the world. And the two girls kind of look like they came out of like a 90s goth movie, like The Craft. <laughs> it looks pretty awesome. But I mean, if that's right up your alley, go for it. Not, not, not for you? Not for me. I just love the fact that you love spooky season so much, but generally will not go see horror movies. I mean, I need like a partner that, because I have a friend who is very, I, like I went with her to go see some horror movies before because she loves horror movies. And I'm like, I need you to baby me. <laughs> like you need to baby me while I watch this. I'm doing this for you. You need to do this for me. You so need I to need get... to find the right movie horror movie partner. And that, that's the only way I'll do it. We need to get you your horror squishmallow. So, but they need to be human because then they can get me snacks. Oh, okay, then perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. I like the horror genre, but I don't like the movies because I would prefer like the true crime ones where it's really kind of like a horror movie with a nice plot. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's like something that may have actually happened as opposed to let's walk into this creepy place because we've got nothing better to do and this doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever, but let's do it. Yeah, because I don't like the jump scares. Those <laughs> just, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I um, love jump scares when I'm in a full theater and nobody's expecting him, and then everyone screams, because that's amazing. Uh, There is another movie coming out. It is in the horror, or not horror, but sci-fi mystery thriller genre. I love that genre. (laughs) It has Guy Pearce in it, and I thought by reading the title, I thought it was a comic book movie, but I don't think it is. It's called Zone 414, and Mm. it's a... a dangerous dark colony of humanoids known as the City of Robots. Ooh. The colony's creator hires a private investigator, played by Guy Pierce, to track down his missing daughter. 
David teams up with Jane, a highly advanced AI equipped with the same technology of her fellow humanoids, but with the, all the emotions and feelings and dreams of a human being. They travel through the city uncovering clues and crimes that call into question the origins and true purpose behind the city of artificial humans. It has six reviews. Okay. No audience score, and it is sitting at a fine zero percent. Wow. <laughs> So, so. <laughs> Guy Pierce, buddy. I love doing? Guy Pierce, but maybe maybe I'll just go back and watch Memento. <laughs> that, that, that just like I imagine in my head all six reviewers in the same like little feeder thing, and the guy just one of them standing up at the end and being like, "So we can all agree, zero percent, zero percent consensus says don't watch this yeah. one." Or again, like Vicky said, if uh, maybe uh, Shang Chi has sold out and there's nothing else to do, maybe uh, you're stuck in the theater for a couple hours. There's another one you can watch. Mystery oh. theor- uh, thriller vibes. Uh, it's called Yakuza Princess, and that one's doing better. It's at forty-five <laughs> percent. I've always wanted to be a princess. Uh, aside a from princess. the actor Jonathan Ray Myers, um, oh, yeah. who you've probably seen here and there in movies and shows, uh, that's like the only actor that I know. It looks like a, either relatively unknown or a lot of um, like out of country actors, not American actors, because this is set in the expansive Japanese community of Sao Paulo, Brazil. And the largest Japanese uh, dysphoria in the world, Yakuza Princess, follows Akima, an orphan who discovers she is the heiress to half of the Yakuza crime syndicate, forging an uneasy uneasy alliance with the amnesiac stranger with his Jonathan Ray's Myers, who believes an ancient sword binds their two fates. Akima must unleash a war against the other half of the syndicate who wants her dead. Well, the the poster looks really cool. It does. It actually does look pretty pretty (laughs) awesome. Uh, it's interesting because like it's going to be in Brazil, and this is a side note. If you guys are nerdy about history or getting into it, uh, there is a lot of Asian influence in South American countries and even in uh, Mexico and stuff that I've come to recently learn. And do you want to know how I learned all this? How by watching food shows on Netflix. Nice. So like I, I had no idea, but a lot of pe- Japanese people immigrated immigrated to Peru and that's why there's a lot of like Peruvian oh, Japanese folks. Really? I had no idea. There's a lot of people that came from China to Mexico and same with Lebanon. That's why some of our food is very similar. Wow, that is actually really super cool. So I, I've learned a lot just by watching food shows about my own culture. Well, I mean, at that point, maybe you don't go see a uh, 45% or 0% movie and you just sit at home watching uh, food shows on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to try to see if I can go see Shang-Chi. Yes, yes do it. absolutely. Yay. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.